At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's the look ahead. I'm Scott Zuckerberg here on VSIM coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Someone has to just help me out here. I need help. Maybe you can tweet at me at Scott's on air and, and answer this for me. Why shouldn't I hammer Memphis on Friday night? You know, I'm taking a look at the college football board here, and one of the spots that jumped out to me, and I talked about this a little bit on last night's show as I, I go through my process here of, you know, circling games and picking out the ones that I like and then diving deeper and really handicapping these games. Uh, SMU came through with flying colors for us on Thursday night, uh, improved our record. We are 15-6-1. We feel very good about that. And now looking at this board, and I have two spots that I wrote up for vision.com coming up on Saturday. But I'm looking at this Friday games here, and I'm thinking about Memphis. We know how good this offense is. They pretty much have the ability to score on every single possession. I mean, that's not like hyperbole. They have that ability. Offensively, yards per game, they are the number 10 team in the country. They average 487 yards per game. They have scored 30 offensive touchdowns 
The most in the nation is Coastal Carolina at 41. And then you have Pitt at 38, Texas at 37. There's a couple of teams at 33. Memphis has scored 30 offensive touchdowns. And I mentioned the tremendous amount of yards per game. How about yards per play? They are the ninth ranked team in the country in yards per play on offense. Seven yards per play. So they can score on every single offensive possession. The problem is, is that they are atrocious on defense. It's, it's been a bad year for Memphis defensively. I mean, there's no other way around it. I mean, we're talking about uh, in terms of the, what, you know, the, the bottom teams in college football defensively in the yardage they allow per game. You know, Memphis is, we're not bottom of the barrel here, but it's pretty bad. They're the 100th ranked team out of 130 FBS programs in total defense. They allow 426 yards per game. They allow 5.37 yards per play. And their opponents have scored 27 touchdowns. So I talked about how their offense has scored 30 touchdowns. Their opponents have scored 27. And that's the reason why Memphis is 4-3 and three on the year. You know, they lose to UTSA by a field goal. They lose to Temple by a field goal. They have the embarrassing loss to Tulsa, a game that I bet. And they lose missing four field goals and an extra point. And Seth Hennigan, who up until that point had not turned the football over uh, through two interceptions. And yet still, they had a chance on the final possession to win the game. Down six. They had a chance to score, and they threw an interception. So uh, that's what kind of gives me a little bit of hope for this Memphis team, is that things haven't been as bad as they seem. Their three losses this year are by a combined 12 points. They beat Navy and covered 35-17 when everyone thought that Navy was the sexy underdog pick. But Memphis did well in that game. And as for Central Florida... They just got blown out at Cincinnati 56-21. They could not stop Cincinnati. Cincinnati scored 14 points real quick off the bat. They had a 21-point second quarter. And Central Florida, whose offense at the start of this season was projected to be so dynamic They have been a disappointment. Losing quarterback Dylan Gabriel has sucked the entire life out of this team. Mikey Keene has taken over at quarterback, and he has left a lot to be desired. 
Against Navy, he throws for 178 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. They lose 34-30. Against East Carolina, he throws for just 194 yards and an interception. They win 20-16. And then against Cincinnati, he throws for 141 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. These are not Central Florida offensive numbers for a quarterback. I mean, by comparison, Dylan Gabriel against Boise State threw for 318 yards and four touchdowns. Against uh, Louisville, was that the game he got hurt? Well, no. Yeah, he threw 184 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. That was the game he got hurt. Um this offense is completely different under Keene than it is with Gabriel. They started out 2-0. They lose the game at Louisville, and Gabriel gets hurt. He's done for the year. And so since they have lost him, this team has gone 1-2, losing to Navy and Cincinnati. I, I'm hesitant because... Playing at home is going to give Central Florida a boost. It's called the the, the bounce house there. And it's a pretty good home field. The student section gets real loud. And they create a good home atmosphere. This season, they're 3-0 at home. Now, the first two games were, yeah, the first two games where they had Dylan Gabriel at quarterback and they were scoring, you know, they scored 36 in week one, they scored 63 in week two. And then even in the loss, they scored, you know, 35 points to Louisville. But at home against East Carolina, they won 20 to 16. And now at home against Memphis, maybe that's why the line is low. Maybe that's why Memphis is only a small favorite instead of a larger favorite. Uh, But the things, again, that scare me are Memphis being just atrocious on defense and Central Florida being at home with the great home atmosphere that they have in the bounce house. If this game was at the Liberty Bowl, I'm hammering Memphis. Without a doubt, a Friday night, Game in Memphis? I mean, you might as well make that a touchdown spread. Memphis blows them out. But this spot here on the road, I'm a little cautious. I still think I might go with Memphis here. Because under Mikey Keene, this UCF offense has only scored, let's see, 30, 50, 71 points in three games. So just over 20 points a game, 22 and a half, you know, 23 points a game that they are averaging in the three games without Dylan Gabriel. And that's not enough going up against a Memphis team that averages 36.1 points per game and has the 10th best offense in the country in yards per game and the ninth best offense in the country 
in yards per play. But the defensive numbers are just, just awful for Memphis. So as good as they are offensively, the fact that they could score in every possession, they could let UCF just, you know, score as well, get right back, you know, in this, uh, get, you know, get themselves in the game. Um, I thought it was a good win against Navy as kind of a get-right spot for Memphis, um, making sure that they, uh, they won, you know, coming off of the loss against Tulsa. There's not much to play for. You know, the conference, getting to the, the conference title game is kind of out of the question because they have two losses here. Same thing for UCF. There is a look-ahead spot next week. Memphis does... Well, actually, no, it's two weeks, so uh, I scratched that. There is no look-ahead spot because they're going to have a week off before playing against SMU. I want to see Memphis win this game. Because Memphis at home against SMU, that might be a play. Because SMU is probably going to be the road favorite in that game. And that's going to be exciting. We'll take a look at some other college games that I'm thinking about coming up for this uh, weekend's card. That's all coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow along on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead. Don't forget to hit the vcin.com and find out all the ways you can watch and listen to us here at vcin, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. season might have tipped off, but there is still time to grab your copy of the VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide. It has strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. This digital guide is a must-have, so give yourself a betting edge this season and get your copy now for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Last night, we gave out some NBA plays. Well, not official plays. We gave out kind of leans. Uh, I said all three favorites on um, Thursday night, and all three favorites won. Two of them covered. The Hawks covered against the Mavericks, the Heat covered against the Bucks, and the Warriors did not cover against the Clippers, but all three on the money line, that hit. Uh, so if you parlayed that on the money line, you did well. In fact, if you did a... Money line parlay on all of the favorites on Thursday night. So that would be the three basketball games, all the favorites won. The Dodgers, the favorite one. SMU, Florida Atlantic, Louisiana. Just uh, uh, money line parlays, not spreads. But if you just, because some of them didn't cover, you know, um, Louisiana didn't cover. They were 18-point favorites against Arkansas State. They only won by one. And Golden State didn't cover. They won by two. They were, you know, they were four-point favorites. But if you just did a, a money line parlay on all of the favorites, they all won. It'd be a nice payout. Some of them were pretty low, like... Basketball games, the Heat were only two and a half points. The Hawks were only two and a half points, so those money lines were pretty low. Dodgers were actually low, considering it's the Dodgers, but they were less than 140 on the money line, so you did well with that. Uh, Speaking of college football, um, I think Memphis, I'm going to do it on the money line. I feel like I'm just trying to talk myself out of it, but uh, I think that it's a good enough read that Memphis should win that football game and set up a good matchup with SMU uh, in two weeks after their bye week. On Saturday, one of the games that I'm jumping in on is Wake Forest on the money line against Army. And the reason why I like this partially is because everyone else is against it. <laughs> you know, and it's not like I'm, I'm it's not I'm not fading the public or anything like that. I'm just it seems like everybody that I've talked to is on Army. 
Current DraftKings betting splits are all over Wake Forest, by the way. 85% of the bets, 94% of the handle, all over Wake Forest. But every you know, person that I respect, uh, you know, Tim Murray hosts the nightcap here. He, he picked Army earlier in the week, and I get it. I understand it. You know, Adam Burke we had on yesterday, he talked about Army. I get it. It's a difficult offense to prepare for. Army's rushing attack has been just absolutely tremendous the, this, this season. I mean, they are the best running offense in the country, or the second, excuse me, Air Force is the best. Army is the second best. 295 yards per game Army is running for. And that's pretty good. I think Wake Forest's defense could be up to the task for it. Because they have time to prepare for it, it's not like they're getting Army on a short week. They actually had a week off. And so they're taking on Army with extra preparation time. And so they've been practicing for this offense for quite some time. And I feel like you have to throw in this important piece of information that head coach Dave Clawson has faced Army three times already since becoming the head coach at Wake Forest. They haven't played since 2016, but they've played three times already. So this is not the first time that he's preparing for this army offense. It's not the second or the third time. This is the fourth time that he's preparing for this army offense. And he's doing it with an extra week of preparation. And he's also doing it with arguably the best team that he's had since he's become the head coach there. Wake Forest is 6 and 0 on the year. They average 38.7 points per game. They are converting on third downs at 47%. And while Army has a tremendous rush defense, they are the fourth best rush defense in the country. Last week I mean, they average 78 yards per game allowed. But last week against Wisconsin, they allowed 100 and, or they allowed 198 yards per game. 198 yards to Wisconsin. Now, I'm not saying that Wake is going to rush for 200 yards against them. Wake does average 173 yards per game. But I think this game is going to be about Sam Hartman passing all over this Army defense that, frankly, has not really seen a good passing attack since the second week of the season when they played against Western Kentucky. Bailey Zappi threw for 435 yards 
and three touchdowns. The three touchdowns did come in the fourth quarter. Army had a 35-14 lead in that game against Western Kentucky. Uh, What we do know about Western Kentucky, though, is that they are not that great of a football team. They allow 475 yards per game defensively. So not surprised that Army was able to run all over them. But also not surprised that when Western Kentucky spread them out and they had to throw from behind, that they were able to accomplish that and have some big um, passing plays in the game. And even early on, you know, they scored on a 72-yard touchdown pass early on. So Army's defense is capable of getting beat through the air. And that's what I think is going to happen here. You know, Army's going to hold the football. They're going to try and limit the possessions. But that's kind of, like, here's how I see this game playing out. I almost see it playing out the same way as the Navy game against Memphis, right? You know, Navy, they try and limit their limit your possessions. We know they, they're a same triple option rushing attack. I mean, Navy ran the ball against Memphis 65 times. The problem was is that they were facing an offense that has big play scoring ability. And Memphis was able to score on most of their you know early possessions. They had a 69-yard touchdown. They had a 74-yard touchdown. And I think that that's what's going to happen in the Army-Wake Forest game. That Army is going to run the football and limit the possessions. But Wake Forest offensively is good enough that they're going to score on their possessions. Like I said, this is a Wake offense that is averaging 38.7 points per game and converting on third downs at almost 50%. They're 48%, 47%, excuse me, converting on third downs. They have scored over 30, they have scored 35 or more points in all six games this season. So when you see a team that's averaging 38.7 points per game. You might think, all right, well, if there was one game they scored 50 or 60 or whatever, that it skews the average. No, this is a consistent offense. Look at their games. 42 points, 41 points, 35 points, 37, 37, 40. They are consistently scoring close to 40 points per game. And I don't see that stopping here against Army. So, I know it's been a nice season. Army, good for you. You're 4-2. You also lost to Ball State, 28-16. Give me Wake Forest here. I'm not even going to mess with the point spread. I'm just going to go with them on the money line, minus 160. That's right around my threshold. I don't usually like to go above that minus 160 mark, but I'm going to lay the juice here with Wake Forest at Army. Coming up next, we'll talk about this game. We'll talk about the rest of the college football board with Pamela Maldonado from Yahoo Sports. She'll join me next here on The Look Ahead. I'm Scott Seidenberg here on VCB Sports Betting Network.
look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VSIN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on location updates for all the action. Visit vsin.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million dollar top prize. That's vsin.com slash SBNC. Scott Seidenberg back here with you, the look ahead here on vsin, the sports betting network. Let's welcome in now Pamela Maldonado from Yahoo Sports. You follow her on Twitter at PamelaM35. And Pam, this college football board, when I was circling the games, as I do when the, when the lines come out, I couldn't tell if I loved this board or I hated this board by the amount of games that I circled. Like, do I like so many games or was I forcing myself to find games to bet? When you looked at the board, what was your first uh, inclination? Ugh. That was my first inclination. There's weeks where you're just like, this is not, this, is, this, this isn't it. This isn't what I'm looking for. This isn't what I want. But then as you start digging in and you're like, okay, I'm starting to like things. All you need to find is the one. You don't need to have five bets. You don't need to have 10 bets. You just need to find one that you love. And that's the one that you roll with and trust it. Well, I just got done last segment preaching about my one and that's uh, Wake Forest on the money line at minus 160 against Army. And uh, part of me just kind of wants to bet it because everyone else is going to be against me. Um, it seems like Army is the sexy underdog pick, Pam, but Dave Clawson has faced Army three times as the head coach at Wake Forest, and uh, they've, they have had, they've had a week to prepare for this offense. Plus, Army hasn't faced an offense like Wake Forest this year. What's your read on this game? I'm really liking totals as of late. So my read on this game is taking the under on 52 and a half. 52 and a half is too high for a military team. Army, military, what do these teams do best? They run the ball. Second best in rushing yards per game. Top 40 in yards per carry. They aren't getting it in big chunks. There's not going to be any big breakoffs. Army leads the nation in time of possession. Ranks in the bottom half for plays per game. Run the clock. <laughs> Army is going to control this on the ground. Well, they certainly want to because when you're facing an offense led by Sam Hartman and this Wake Forest team, you don't want to give them the football. So uh, they're going to want to milk that clock there up at West Point. Um, it's an interesting week, Pam, because there's four ranked opponents that are actually underdogs this week. You have yes. number eight, Oklahoma State, underdog, seven points to Iowa State. Number 10, Oregon, is a one-point now, underdog at UCLA. Um, San Diego State, number 22, is a three-point dog against Air Force. Um, and number 25, Purdue, the lone home underdog. Three and a half now to Wisconsin. Can Purdue win this one at home against the Badgers? I do. I like Purdue at home against Wisconsin. I also do like, I'm telling you, I like totals. I like the under in this game. You have two teams who are top 10 in total defense and opponent plays per game, top 20 in opponent red zone attempts. So they're not giving up the opportunities and they're top 10 in offensive touchdowns scored. So when they are allowing opportunities, they're not allowing touchdowns. They're instead allowing field goals. Purdue is pass only. Wisconsin's great against the pass. Wisconsin is run only. Purdue is great against the run. Hmm. 
So you have two offensive strengths tying directly into their defensive strengths. And the Badgers, their fourth worst in giveaways. That's where Purdue is going to get the edge. That's where every team against Wisconsin has the edge. So I do like the under, but I lean to Purdue to win outright. Uh, speaking of totals, in that San Diego State game against Air Force, it's at 39. And I don't know how many college football games, fam, that you've seen with a total that is under 40, but uh, this is a running team against a running defense there uh, at the uh, Air Force Academy. I can tell you that the under has dropped three points already. Wow. That is too low. <laughs> that, now at some point you do have to start considering the over. Um, but San Diego State, I believe they're like 6-0 and to the under this season. You have two run first teams, bottom 15 in defending the run. Um, just because you have two run teams doesn't mean they're necessarily going to milk the clock. They are both top 15 in defending the run. I'm sorry, but they have one opponent in common in New Mexico. San Diego State won that game 31-7, to so they are capable of putting up points. And Air Force won 38-10. to They scored 10 points from turnovers. So clearly both of these teams are capable of putting up points. I do lean to the over now that the total is getting is creeping a little bit too low to my liking. Mm. This is the lowest total up on the board for not just this week, but all of the season that we've had. Wow. Both are top 10 opponent red zone attempts, so I can definitely make a case for the under. But at some point, it's a little too low for two teams who are capable offenses of putting up points on each other. Yeah, it's very rare you see a total in the 30s in college football. Uh, let's talk about the Big 12 matchup. Number eight, Oklahoma State at Iowa State. Uh, something could be said about the way that Iowa State has played in the month of October as of late. Some would call it mm -hmm. Brocktober, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for the Oklahoma State, you have two conflicting. I'm not a trends better, but you have two conflicting trends who are just giving me a lot of confusion. Cyclones, they're one and eight against the spread against the Cowboys. Their only win against Oklahoma State was back in 2018. The home team is two five and one against the spread since 2012. But what you do have is that all six games in the last six games, all of them were decided by seven points or less. On the other side of it, you have Iowa State, who is 13-7-1 and and against the spread against ranked opponents. So then what do you do with all of that information? It's conflicting. I do lean to Oklahoma State. Both of these defenses are top 20 in opponent red zone attempts, top 20 in touchdowns allowed. We could see Oklahoma State get the cover, but Iowa State get the win. Uh, what about the Pac-12 matchup with Oregon going to UCLA? Um, I like the Ducks in this spot. I really do like Oregon here. I also like the under. While everybody is buying up on the overs, it's a great opportunity to grab the under on totals. You have two run-first teams, and both of them are terrible at defending the pass, but they are really good at defending the run. Oregon is top 40. UCLA is top 20 in opponent yards per carry, both in the bottom half for place per game. So you have slower-paced slower teams. And a big conference game, Oregon leads the North. UCLA is in contention to lead the South. I also don't love this pick from a spread perspective. I lean to Oregon, but more so I do like the under. I will give the edge to the Ducks. Top 20 and third down conversions, something like that. If you have the ability to extend the drives, mm -hmm. that could come into play. Yeah, that's a big stat there. Uh, let me ask you about one of the games that I'm going to be on. It's the highest favorite that I think I've ever played in college football. Liberty's laying three touchdowns against North Texas. Uh, North Texas is atrocious, Pam. Um, one of the worst defenses in the country. But for me, it's about history here. Liberty lost last week as a 30-point favorite. And teams, teams that lose in that spot 
bounced back the following week as heavy favorites to outscore their opponents 182 to 13 in the five spots where they are favored by 15 or more points. I think Liberty, who is 13 and 2 against the spread in their last 15 games, is going to dominate a North Texas team that's just 7 and 23 against the spread in their last 30 games. Am I crazy for laying three touchdowns here? I don't think you're crazy, but I think you definitely have the balls. I don't trust Liberty (laughs) to cover three scores away. In their three road games, they squeaked out an eight-point win to Troy. They lose to Syracuse as seven-point favorites. And then, as you mentioned, they lose outright to Monroe, 31-28, as 35-point favorites, not 30. And what was that performance? ULM is 126 in in total offense, 118th in total defense. This was a team that they should have absolutely blown out of the water. If this was at home, absolutely, I would consider Liberty. But it's back-to-back road games for the Flames. Perhaps we are seeing them be overvalued because Malik Willis is getting a lot of talk right now for being the first pick overall in the draft. So maybe there's just a little bit too many points being given to an overvalued team. Give me another. Give me a game that you uh, have have highlighted here. I know it's been a a tough card, but there's is there any other game that is catching your eye right now? I do. I only I, I love one game this week. I accidentally uh, highlighted it twice. I loved it that much. <laughs> I do like the under in Colorado State at Utah State, which is a Friday, which is a Friday game. The uh, the Rams they are top twenty in red zone attempts, but they are bottom fifteen in offensive touchdowns. They are not putting up any seven point scores at all. They actually lead the nation in field goal attempts and then in field goals made. Utah State, on the other hand, they average just 25 points per game, 80th in offensive touchdown scored, also not putting up a lot of points. Colorado State, they are, their defense is stout. They are limiting opponents to 15 points per game, fourth in total defense, held all opponents that they have played to 24 points or less. And what stops drives? Sacks. And Colorado State is second best pass rush in the country, generating 21 total sacks. You have a team that has more field goals than they do have touchdowns with a great defense. I love the under on Colorado State at Utah State, 58 and a half. Ah, I love it. I'm going to tell you on that one. Pam, I appreciate the time and the insight. Always love talking football with you and look forward to doing it again soon. Absolutely. Thanks. There she is. Pamela Maldonado obviously covers the sports betting world for Yahoo Sports. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Uh, We're going to get back into the NFL. And then, of course, the Major League Baseball postseason resumes coming up here on Friday. So lots to get into as we continue to look ahead to the weekend on a show that's called The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. First bet wants to get you ready for the Breeders' Cup with a chance to win $1,000 in free bets. Go to vcin.com slash horses to enter for your chance to win. The grand prize winner will have $1,000 deposited into their account before Friday, November 5th, just in time for the Breeders' Cup. There are plenty of runner-up prizes as well, so sign up today at vcin.com slash horses. Terms and conditions apply. Go to vcin.com slash horses for more information. Scott Seidenberg back here with you on The Look Ahead. My thanks to Pam Maldonado for joining me, talking through some college games. Um... As uh, yeah, I think I'm going to tell her on that under on Utah State. Um, you know that's probably the right side of that game. Uh, the sports equinox. It's been great. So many things to bet on, to bet on. It's been uh, you know a little overwhelming. Um, every favorite won on Thursday night. Not about not hockey. I have to check the hockey scoreboard to see if the favorites won. But we know that in the four in the NBA, all three favorites won. In the NFL, the favorite won. And in college football, all favorites won. In the NHL, ah, Columbus beat the Islanders in overtime. So Columbus covered as a plus 125 underdog. Uh, but you had one, two. Oh my goodness. That is... The, oh, nope, Vancouver won as well. All right. I was about to say, that's the only underdog in the sports world that won. Uh, no, but Vancouver won as a plus 115 underdog against the Blackhawks. So, <laughs> that's wild. And the Rangers-Nashville was pretty much even. It was uh, both of them were minus money, and the Rangers won. So, that would have been crazy if only one underdog won. But in the NBA... In Major League Baseball, in the NFL, and in college football, all favorites won. Uh, Speaking of the Major League Baseball favorites, the Dodgers with an 11-2 win over the Braves, and they now survive to send the series to Atlanta. 
So both the NLCS and the ALCS are at three games to two. Uh, the Dodgers uh, win to avoid elimination, so they uh, push the series to Atlanta, and both home teams now, Atlanta and Houston, can close out the series at home. Um, you have the Astros at minus 450 to win their series against the Red Sox. But get this. The Braves, in an identical situation, up three games to two, with game six and game seven at home. The Braves are minus 210 only, and the Dodgers plus 175. So the Astros... Minus 450. The Braves are only minus 210. Now, it's probably because the Dodgers now moving forward will likely have the advantage pitching-wise because you're going to have Max Scherzer pitching, and you're going to have Scherzer pitching in that game, and you're probably in Game 7, uh, who's going to throw game seven? I guess you would go Walker Bueller. Is that what it would be? It would be uh, Walker Bueller and Max Scherzer would be the next two pitchers for the Dodgers. So down three games to two, that is the advantage that they have is having Scherzer and Bueller. And you'd rather have those two starting pitchers against, doesn't matter, against Ian Anderson or um, whoever the Braves throw out there in, in, in their starts. So that's the benefit that you have for being the Dodgers is that you're going to have the pitching advantage um, against, like I said, it's probably going to be Ian Anderson and maybe in one of the other games, Charlie Morton. So you have the Dodgers here at just plus 175 when the Red Sox in a similar spot are plus 360. Friday night will feature the Red Sox and the Astros. And every game, there has been runs scored. In game one, it was the lowest outcome. Just nine runs scored in game one. Game two, 14 runs scored. Game three, 15 runs scored. Game four, 11 Game 5, 10, and the total for Game 6 is at 9. It was 8.5. It is up to 9. Anyone going to try and convince me to bet the under? No? I don't see why not. <laughs> I mean, I don't see why anybody should convince me to bet the under. There have been runs scored this entire series. It's going to be Nathan Uvalde against Luis Garcia, and I don't care. <laughs> because pitchers are probably going to get the hook. Yavaldi gave up five, uh, three runs on five hits in five innings in his first start against the Astros in this series. And then when he came in in relief, that's when he got tagged for the four runs in just two-thirds of an inning. So now you get Yavaldi starting again. Which Yavaldi are you getting? In every game this postseason, he has allowed runs. He has allowed now a combined total of 
10 runs in 15 in 16 innings this postseason. Nathan Nivaldi. Don't exactly scream confidence there, right? Luis Garcia. How did he do in his one inning that he played against the Red Sox? He got tagged for five runs. That was the game in which the Red Sox had the uh, Grand Slam in the first inning. This Red Sox scored eight runs in the first two innings of that game. And it was only a 9-5. I mean, the game was, you know, looked like it was going to be a blowout. Astros came back. So with both of these pitchers that have given up runs, now I know that it is an elimination game. Okay. And because it's an elimination game, it could be played a little tighter. But the Dodgers just played in an elimination game, and they absolutely went off on the Braves. Max Fried gave up five runs in four and two-thirds innings. First of all, the Braves jumped out to the 2 nothing lead, and you thought that this game was just going to go like some of the others in this series has gone, and that's it. <laughs> Red, the, the Dodgers were going to get eliminated. But the Dodgers bounce back, thanks to Chris Taylor. They score three runs in the bottom of the second inning, and then they just tack on and tack on, and they exploded in the eighth uh, to make it an 11-2 final. So just because it's an elimination game doesn't mean that there's not going to be runs scored. So I'm going to go with the over in the Astros' And the Red Sox, as far as a side, I don't know which side I like. It's even it's even both ways. It's minus 110 both ways between the Red Sox and the Astros. I, I, and I really haven't played sides in this series at all. I've just been on the over in every game. So I'm going to keep betting the over until it doesn't hit. And so I'll go over nine between the Red Sox and the Astros. Your current World Series odds right now. The Astros are even money to win the World Series. The Braves are plus 235. The Dodgers at plus 380. And the Red Sox plus 1100. If you think the Red Sox can come back, win these next two against the uh, Astros, and then win the World Series against either the Braves or the Dodgers, they are plus 1100. Don't necessarily know uh, who's Going to be comfortable betting that. But I can see the Red Sox winning this next game and avoiding uh, and avoiding elimination and forcing a Game 7. I can absolutely see it happening. With the way that both offenses have been so far this postseason, no, no result would shock me in this game. The only thing that I know is that I'm comfortable betting the over because it's hit in every single game of this series. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We got to get into the NFL slate. Uh, week 7 kicked off with Thursday Night Football. The Browns defeating the Broncos. The Browns covering. The Broncos covering the early line. So there was definitely a middle opportunity on Thursday Night Football if you got the Broncos at 3.5. Uh, but now we look forward to Sunday and possibly Monday and try and find some winners on this board and i think there's a couple that we can give out here for you i'm scott seidenberg this is the look ahead here on vsin the sports betting network 
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.